absurd. Yo, you know what's funny? I just flipped on Twitter a moment ago, and only hip hop facts, because uh, I follow the feed, tweeted 20 years ago today, yeah. Belly released in theaters. Yeah, man. So you you took the time out to do you rewatch it again this morning? Uh, like, fan, oh well, we'll 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 get to it when we start recording and whatnot. Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's go ahead and start. I'm gonna start with what you just said with the, the hip hop okay. facts. Isn't it amazing? Because I forgot yeah. when Belly came out in '98. Like, yeah, yeah, '98 man. was crazy, right? So you gotta think about it. All the albums that came out, like Miseducation and Equimini mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Volume Two and and like what else like DMX's he came out with two albums that year yeah that man that that was why if you really think about it like 98 was the year DMX yo that was a Def Jam year bro yeah yeah like that was the equivalent like Def Jam was getting a game up so they could get bought you know cause like through like that through the DMX stuff all the way through Def Jam 2000, mm. they were dropping hits all the time, bro. Rap was just such yeah. a, a interestingly exploding place, and then like that was the same year we got we got Blade. Yep. So we got the first real Marvel movie, a black yeah. superhero movie. Yes. And had martial arts in it, and it was a vampire movie. Then. Yes couple weeks after that we got Rush Hour with Chris Tucker yep. at the height of his Chris Tuckerness. Yes. And Jackie Chan probably at like the height of his like American takeover after that failed shit in like the early 90s in the late 80s. Yes. Yes. Cause like cause like yeah man like cause Rumble in the Bronx is what brought him back. And <sighs> so vicious. Yeah man. And like and like it's, it's weird how like when that happened how like Dimension like Dimension, uh, who became like, oh, like was like live, then Dimension, or was it Dimension, then live, then artist? Like, man, I always get confused with like n- the number of times like labels changed up names. But when Dimension started putting out like all these old Jackie Chan films, New Line was like, wait a minute, we'll put some old ones out too. Mm-hmm. And then like, like everybody was getting into it. And so you got to see like mad Jackie Chan movies out of the blue. But no, think about it though. 1998 also gave us the Black Star album. Yep, Black Star came out. It gave us then the last Tribe Called Quest album. Yep. It gave us Juvenile's 400 Degrees. 400 Degrees, God bless it, 400 Degrees, ha! It gave us one of the best double LP, double albums, Gangstar's Moment of Truth. Yep. Because, like, look, man, we got hit with, like, a lot of doubles, a lot of double albums or double CDs or whatever, and most of them only really need to be 10 songs. There was just a way of, of, of you know, juking the stats because, yes. like, a double album technically counts as two albums to sell, so they only had to sell five million albums to go diamond. Right. Most people don't right. know that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no doubt. No doubt. But, yeah, man, that was that was a crazy period, especially that fall. That summer, the fall was just like like people always talk about eighty eight. Eighty eight is really strong, but like yo, ninety eight got some joints, and we that's even just talking. That's just talking about rap music. You think right, about rap videos and and yeah. mute, and then we got these niggas made a movie. Yeah, 
Yeah, like because at the time also, Hype Williams was one of the was the he was the dude when it came to music videos. You got Hype Williams. Like Hype Williams was so bad. He was he was that dude. Like when videos would start up, his name would be in the video. It would say Hype or Hype Williams presents. Like it was right in front of the video. You didn't have to read the little the little like you know title card on on like the, on the bottom right hand corner directed by. Because see that's another thing too. Like for all these years, like when MTV was out, MTV never showed you who directed the video. And then like sometime in the nineties, that changed and we started to get director credits. Yep, and that's where it all. Shifted. And that's when it all that's when it all shifted. You know, it's like oh. F. Gary Gray. Oh, Hype Williams. You know, like, um, you Spike know, all Jones, these other characters. Mark Romack. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yep. Michelle Gondry. Like, yes. You know, see, that's where we finally really learned that, like, MCA and BC Boys was really directing, like, uh, most of their videos and was fire. Yeah, as, as a Nathaniel Blo- uh, Horn. Blo- 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 <laughs> shit. Yes. <laughs> he used to dress up at his. That shit used to kill me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it was just wild. Like, hip hop was so strong. I mean, like, yo, man, like, think about it. We even got into stuff like, you know, Big Pun's Capital Punishment. Um, uh, Red Man's Doc's The Name, the album that really kind of brought Red Man back, you know, um, to Cal 2000, you know, Method Man, who was also in Belly. Yep. Um, you got um, Goody Mob Still Standing. You got um, even, you know, I know, like, a lot of cats, like, Master P is kind of like this, like, divisional rod in hip-hop, but The Last Don dropped in, in, in 98. Hello Nasty from the Beastie Boys dropped in 98. Uh, Buster Rhymes' Extinction Level Event dropped in 98. Snoop Dogg's The Game Is To Be Sold, Not Told, 1998. Bobby Digital, 1998. Exhibits 40 Days and 40 Nights, 1998. Like, The Locks' Money, Power, Respect, 1998. Like, like, like so much stuff. The Shiny Sue era was strong in 98. Yeah. And it was yo, good. Yeah, it was real good. Like, yo, man, Lyricist Lounge, like when Black Eyed Peas was a trio for the first time, um, E40's Element of Surprise, the the, the coup with um with um oh what's Boots his Riley. name? Gentleman, Boots Riley. Like they had an album. Like, man, remember when A Z was something? Bruh. He been living off do or die the entire time. Yes. Yeah, he was putting yes. out shit, but yeah, like, it just think about it. Like, we only just talk about Do or Die. We don't even talk about, like, all the other stuff he was on. Right. We talk about the commit, the firm, or none of that type of stuff. Like, but, man, like, it was, there was the energy, especially around, uh, I think at this point, the East Coast was officially back and the South was, was rising. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's like oh, the yeah. East Coast took all the energy back because they had DMX. It was like street level. It was like glossy boom bap. You know, motherfuckers mm-hmm. were wearing like out. Motherfuckers were wearing like pure capitalism uh, like outfits, like high <laughs> fat, like streetwear. This is like the real birth of like streetwear for real, for real. Yeah, so, man. It was like all the stuff you got the proto era with like Dapper Dan and all that stuff in like, you know what I'm saying, the eighties. But by the time you get to the nine to the late nineties, this is after Tommy blew up. This is after, you know what I'm saying, the low lives is popping. This is at a point where like uh Fat Farm exists, 
Yes. Uh, Outcast put out their own clothing line. Jay Z puts out Rock Rock uh Rock, rock Away. Wear. Puffy got Sean John coming out. Wu but got Wu Wear. Wu Wear is is dominating shit. Everybody got some joints out. Everybody yep. out here eating, and the and the videos, you know, as Andre Hillel like to call is it, like that's when the uh, ghetto fabulousness completely took over. It's like, yeah, man. it's the level of the street mixed with like high, a fashion house swag just take it over. It's like oh. Like, you know what I'm saying? We could buy this fancy-ass uh, dress or this fancy-ass suit, but now nah, we're going to take this... We're going to take this fucking sweater they got and wear it with some fucking bomb-ass jeans, and we're going to wear these fucking Timberlands, and we're going to get a fucking platinum chain with diamonds encrusted all over it and just fucking rock that shit. And nobody yeah. made that shit look better than motherfucking Hype Williams. Yeah, you ain't lying, man. Hype has some dope ass videos, man. Just, just, man. It's just like you knew when the video started and it said directed by Hype Williams. Like, yep, I need to sit and watch this. Yep, I gotta see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying low key, people don't want to talk about like how actually influential Hype is is on on the aesthetic of of hip hop. You know, going forward, like shit is still looking. Like Hype Williams, like I got in the background, I got this new French Montana video on, and mm-hmm. it's like, nigga, it's a Hype Williams video, mm. but it's not a Hype Williams video. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Drake videos be Hype Williams videos. Like you don't have the way Drake look is without hype. Mm. It's like you know what I'm saying? Like the last nigga I heard really big up hype heavy. You know what I'm saying? You know, no motherfuckers is hating on right now. It was pre Maga Kanye. I was like, yeah. yo, ain't none of this shit would be what it is without fucking hype. And it's the fact. And his crowning achievement in terms of directing some shit, you know, is Belly, which I like to call the best rap video ever made. <laughs> Get that? Because that's what it is. It's one like, long ass rap video. Yeah, that that's what it is. You honestly, like real talk, Julian. I I can't call this a movie. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> like I can't like, and this is why I wanted to watch it again before we talked about it because it's just like no, I want to be fair because I remember, I remember seeing this. Um, I remember seeing this. I didn't see it when it came out in the movie theater. I saw it when it came out on video, and me and my homie. Chris, may you rest in peace. We was watching it and we was just sitting here like we was just like looking at it. It's just like, man, maybe we should have saw this in the theater. I don't know. Like, like, because we was just like, we wasn't mad. We wasn't happy. But we was like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is what the fuck is this? You know, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in so many spots, we was like, what the fuck are they doing? You know, it's like shit don't connect. I'm like, it's just like, I, was, I mean, we just we just got heated. But he's like, no, we're going to finish watching it. You know, we being too judgmental because like, you know, we, you know, black folks ain't got nothing. We ain't get no opportunities. We're going to give hype a chance. And we sit there and we watched it though, and we was like, okay, let's watch it one more time. Maybe we missed something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so, I'm so mad at y'all. I was like, we got to give this a chance. All right, my story of watching Belly is different than yours. All right. Okay, okay. So, you know what I'm saying? Let me set the picture. You know, I just got up to New York in our school in Brooklyn, right? I'm in Pratt yes. Institute. 
my homie Mike there. We both went to the same high school. We went to the same college, right? We did. Belly comes out November 4th, right? Mm-hmm. My man Mike went out and came back. No lie. In October, in the September, first days of October, with the bootleg of Belly. <laughs> now, in New York City... The promotion for Belly was everywhere. Okay. You okay. go on the subway, you got the images, you know what I'm saying? You got Nas over on the, you know, with the red background. You got Method Man, you got DMX, you got uh Terrell Hicks, you got yes. you got everybody, you know what I'm saying? You got T Boz. That shit was everywhere. Big ass posters, big ass lights at Times Square. This was when MTV was popping in the shit in front of Times Square. You could see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for those who don't understand, like when you watch TRL, you would see Times Square from the windows of MTV and views in Times Square you could look up and see them taping shit and it was a fucking Sbarro's across the street and a Virgin Megastore that shit was all <laughs> over the Virgin Megastore B yes like, this shit was but then he was like he came up he's like yo I got belly me and all the homies we was like nigga what nigga we watching this shit right now get all the niggas come through we popped that joint the tape still had the motherfucking time codes on it nigga it oh. was like an editor's copy my nigga what bro we were sitting in this joint watching it and we was like yo why is this for those who understand the story of belly is about two drug dealers one played by Nas named Sincere, who mm-hmm. was the, the most two on the fucking nose character name for a Nas character <laughs> to ever be written. And then yes, yes. And what was DMX's name? It was a uh, uh, Buns, was right? Buns. Buns. But like his real name was Tommy, right? Yeah, Tommy Buns, right? And this and so they get in there, and Sincere want to get out the game, but Buns he can't let that game go. No. So they get like a new connect from Jamaica. The original Jamaican Dundara with that line, basically one of the most influential lines in all of hip hop history. Yes. Uh, and then they also try to go make it, you know, is it, it's Omaha, right? Yeah, they go out to Omaha, Omaha. Nebraska. And they get into some shit there. And then there's just some shit happens in Jamaica. And then. Tommy gets caught up and then he finds he finds religious from the nation of Islam but he's also used as a pawn by the CIA to kill a black leader and all at the same time Nas just wants to go to Africa so it's everything it's everything from that era of rap music in one concise distilled Thing and none of it makes sense because no. at that time hip hop, in terms of what they were talking about, none of that shit made sense as a yeah. thematic lane for like young black people. Niggas was talking about going to Africa. Niggas was talking about uh, getting money. Niggas was talking about like I gotta go sell drugs here. I gotta go do this, that, and the third. I'm gonna kill this nigga. Uh, but my bitch is bad though. All that shit is in the fucking movie, which is yes. why none of that shit makes sense no it, none of it makes sense <laughs> not like i said none of it connects none of it like none of it connects and like but it looks great in like oh, so many in in, in in so many spots like it looks great but then there's spots where it's like oh this is where the money ran out or 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 oh this is when we had to do a reshoot 
But um, yeah, the money ran out. Yo. You know, like okay, like okay, like the opening scene is mm. dope. Mm. Like, like I remember, like I said, watching with my when I was watching with my friend Chris, I was like, yo, I was like, okay, this is cool. Okay, we're gonna do some gangster shit with the, with the, like you know with the neon lights and all this other stuff. And I was like, yo, I was like, okay, this was really cool. Okay, these okay, they, you know these stick up kids, you know these are big time stick up kids. Okay, all right, cool. And they also do the drug stuff. But then I was like, is that Weebay? Hell yeah, it's Weebay. Before he was, I was Weebay. Like, I was like, it's young Weebay. I was like, oh snap. So, so like it also becomes like this, like this train of, oh, okay. That's okay, that's you before this, and this is you before that. But you're right though, like, like this whole sincere thing is like so on the nose that it's really bad. You know, it's like sincere wants to get out of the game, supposedly is told buns a number of times man let's look man i'm out don't fuck with me no more but anytime buns call him yeah man i got you i'll be there in five minutes and like i understand the whole loyalty part but it's like but at the same time there was no scene where like sincere was like look man i'm not doing this no more i got a family i you know i'm trying to become enlightened even though i haven't really specifically told you that how i'm going to be enlightened i just started reading books it's 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 a stereotypical it's the meta narrative of Nas put into a film. It's like <laughs> nigga, nigga like like are you one Mike or are you Uchi Wally, nigga? Like I don't what is going on? Yes. This is even before that. It's like Yes. It's like nigga it's it's when you listen to his raps, it's like nigga are are, are you fucking uh one love? Are you teaching niggas? Or you hate me now, my nigga? Like I don't, I don't. Are right. you Nas Escobar or nah? Like what? Are you, what are you? What are, are you are, reading? Are are you? I know I can. Or are you? Made you look? Yeah, it's but it's all perfectly distilled. If there was a cartoon version of Nas, sincere is that? Yes. And then like yes. he's also like. So his his wife or his no his baby mama his girl in the movie is played by T Boz. Yes, who who if I can be honest, she's probably the best. The because like, Dion know DMX can act that, that I know he can. But as far as everybody else goes, she's probably the second best on this. In this, she's movie. not even acting. Exactly. I think her name in the in the in the in the joint is like her name. Tion. It's yeah. yeah. Tion. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yo, I was like, we even gonna try to remember a name for her. <laughs> we just gonna call her her government name in the movie, mm-hmm. and she was just acting like T Boz. Like yeah. Like T Boss, we're gonna put you in this situation. Think about how you would do this if you know your boyfriend got shot at or uh your homegirl got locked up. Right. Go. So. Action. <laughs> <laughs> you see and and the thing, and once again, not watching this in like almost twenty years. Oh, you went that long? Oh, yeah. See, see yeah. that's why see, I ain't watching it again, cause nigga, you know me. Like I watched that joint five times in the last year, so it was like I don't even need <laughs> to like rewatch it. Like nigga, it's still yeah. the character names aren't fresh, but yeah, the whole movie is fresh. Cause yeah. Method Man makes no sense. No, no, no. His character makes no sense at all. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. So, okay. So, yeah. Listen. Okay. So there is a dude in Omaha, Nebraska. When what happens is, is that. 
when Julian said that like um, Buns goes to goes to talk with this dude by the name of Ox, the original Jamaican gangster, and who also lives like somewhere in New York at the time, like DMX wants to like up his game. He wants to get like he wants to get into the drug game big time. He wants to like move that white. All right. So what happens is, is that after in the beginning of the film, when they do this big stick up, you know, when um, Buns, Sincere and Young Weebay do this big stick up. Right. They get all this money and, you know, they all go back to their respective homes and um, DMX's character Buns is in a relationship with Terrell Hicks, who I will say every time she's on camera, she is shot gorgeously. She is lit properly. Her makeup is on point. Like, and the use of the heavy use of blues and blues and blacks to accentuate, you know, her complexion. Fantastic. Like, that's one like when when hype and his crew, because I can't remember who crew uh, who the cinematographer was, when they want to like light something and make it shine, they can do it. They Not know a how to light black people, which is yes, something we don't exactly. see in movies. It's like it's exactly. oh yeah, figure this shit out. Like oh okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, you know, and with only three million dollars. You, so like they did like when, like like I said there were times when you watch you're like man this is gorgeous There's other times like shit this is terrible <laughs> you know because it's just so fragmented but uh, you know and you knew the money was coming in inconsistently yeah so but anyway so like you know so like Terrell Hicks has a TV on and like she's you know and DMX's character Buns is in the shower and MTV News comes on and it's Kurt Loader. And this something we're talking about 90s MTV news with the globe and you know all that shit. Kurt Loader comes in and is like, there's a new, there's a new drug, blah 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 blah, that is so potent. Uh, this form of uh form of coke, if it just touches your skin, da 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 da. First off, and like DMX hops out the shower and starts listening, he's like, Man, I gotta get in the coke game. But here's the thing: in our lifetime, watching MTV news for folks in our in our era. These motherfuckers never specifically ever talked about a certain drug unless it was linked with a celebrity or, you know, someone had died because of drug overdose. They just didn't have a, a news moment. It was like, yo, man, you heard about the new drug? MTV ain't never talking about no real news. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And I was just like, and, then like, and, I'm, I'm, and when I watched it this morning, I was just like, yeah, I'm in for a fucked up ride. I might as well prepare. I'm like, okay, we just get, we getting back into it. So, anywho. This is why, like, I'm getting, I'm getting to the point. This is because it's the whole Method Man thing. This is why DMX goes to the Jamaican dude, Ox, or Lennox, a.k.a. Ox. He, he gets money so he can get some coke so he and Nas can go travel to Omaha, Nebraska with young Weebay. And they meet up with this dude, Knowledge, who is, a, you know, who is like Nas, a.k.a. Sincere's dude. And they start slanging up there, right? So, but there's this other dude by the name of, uh, was it Knox? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, and like Knox was like, yo, this is my spot. We're going to snitch on them. So they like, so like his people snitch because like Nas and DMX have left the area. They went yeah. back to their respective spots. And, and so, but like shit gets fucked up in Omaha, but all of DMX's money is there because DMX owes Ox that money. Yep. But, you know, Nas, Nas doesn't know what's going on because so he just doesn't have his phone or his pager or anything. He supposedly took a vacation, but I don't know where because he left Tion at home He's and the baby. Books. He's reading He's books. He's just reading books. Okay. And so knowledge is in prison. 
Um, and like in DMX at this time, like the block is hot because they sold out. Like I said, like they sold out. Um, you know, they sold out Buns's character, so they went and they arrested Terrell Hicks in you know at her New York estate. Like I said, this is immensely fragmented, and I'm getting to the point about Method Man. Knowledge is also in jail. Calls DMX's character up, like, "Yo, why didn't you bail me out?" And DMX is like, "Fuck you, nigga." Hangs up the phone. <laughs> so then, knowledge. Because I'm like, where do you get all this phone time? Anyway, you in jail. You don't get that much phone time. Anywho, he calls uh, Method Man, a.k.a. Uh, like starts with an S. I can't remember his his character name. But anyway, he calls Method Man. It was just like, look, you need to go take care of this dude that snitched on me. And so he goes out to Omaha to meet Knox, sets up this like meeting with Knox. They're at like a strip club and like Knox like slips something in his drink. And before Method Man could kill him, like he starts to get woozy, gets into a gunfight and escapes from the club, gets in the car and escapes. But still now is trying to find DMX's character. Like there is no reason for this character at all. man. Oh, yeah. Method Man's character's name, Shameek, a.k.a. Father Shah, which <laughs> plays into like. The, like what I liked about it because it plays into like the entire idea of the naming of Wu-Tang members yes like, like yes because the best part for for these people listening who ain't never seen Belly one of the best scenes especially in the meme era from Belly is when you first see Knox walk out of the barbershop with with his hair laid yeah, pimp yeah, it is straightened. For those who don't understand what I'm talking about, it is it is straightened. He has a perm. It is done. He is. It comes down to like a, a nice like fair faucet, like whatever the fuck she had. He got the curls and everything. He got these big Coke bottle blasters, and he's got a banana. And he was like, "I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit at all." One of the best shits of all time. Bro, <laughs> yeah. it was like, yes. anytime you see something you don't like, my brain instantly goes to this man saying, I don't like that shit. I don't, I don't like, like that shit at all. Shit. Oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so you got Method Man and his most, most Method Manness, but it's also like before Method Man kind of took over like acting, yeah. like before he was like, Cause his character makes no sense, but you can't stop looking. I was like, "Oh, this nigga Method is, oh man, he's on the, oh he's great on the screen." Yeah, he's uh, he's very charismatic. He has a great. He's one of the best film sequences. Is when he's outside of the. He's when the when the movie goes into fucking. Let's keep it a thousand. Goldeneye perspective of first <laughs> yes. person shooting before yes. niggas was doing this in movies and he's just yes. busting off like block 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 and you know he's fucked up cause he got he got drugged and shit he know he got drugged so he's killing every motherfucking body block block right. block 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 so he bodies all the Omaha niggas somehow you know what I'm yes. saying drugged and all like that shit when you play a Grand Theft Auto 4 and you fucking drunk or some shit but you just somehow beast out that's it, this nigga he get in the car he drive away he kind a crash and he gets away then this nigga oh my god then Terrell Hicks get out of jail right yes cause Buzz don't really help her no. and and Tion is like trying to take care of her and this she her character is the most tragic character cause Terrell Hicks's character goes back home this nigga Buzz has become a, a fucking 
DEA CIA spy to kill the black leader. Yes. So he's not home. And this nigga, this nigga sincere is talking to little kids on Queensbridge benches and shit. So Terrell Higgs is at home and then this nigga Method Man break into her house. Yes. Because they still trying to find buns. They still trying to find buns to get this nigga. And then Terrell Hicks has to fight for her life and she killed this nigga Method Man. As tears come down her eyes at the fact that she just caught a body. Mm-hmm. And she's only in this shit because she fucked with this old drug dealing ass nigga. Exactly. Exactly. Because there's a scene where like um, Terrell Hicks's character and Tion um, are talking. They're just walking down the street, and she, you know, and like uh, Terrell Hicks's character is like, "Listen," and she was like, "I know you don't know me like this," but she was like, "I just need to talk to somebody," and just talking about buns. And basically, Tion was like, "Listen, I'm gonna be real with you. That nigga ain't shit. He ain't never gonna change." And that's it. And 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 Terrell, Terrell is like, well, I keep expecting, you know, I keep wanting him to change, but I know he's not going to. And basically, T. Boz was like, look, you've seen the script. It's it's not going to happen, you know. But she, but she was there for her anyway, even though it really isn't displayed well on the screen because it's a it's an extended music video. Yeah, it's like you're supposed to imagine the fact that they're not friends friends right because buns and sincere are so close that they've been around each other enough that they cool right right and that's the thing there's a lot of you have to assume a lot when you watch this movie because otherwise so much (laughs) otherwise otherwise like i said once again none of it connects you know and then, like, when Buns was in Atlanta and, you know, and, like, he just watched one of his homies just get killed in the restaurant because he instigated it. First of all, that's one of my favorite scenes in all the cinema. <laughs> when they in the restaurant and yeah. just doing some shit and this nigga Buns is hyping both of the younger niggas up. He said, like, ooh, like, what you going to do about it? And they said, he does that, uh-huh. Like oh, I'll be like oh, straight up like like I get turned up. It's like that's all of DMX. Like his yeah. body language, the way he's looking mm-hmm. at niggas, and the fact the dude just pull out and just shot that dude right there and left, and just DMX just sits there like I don't even give a fuck. He yeah. even do nothing. He got locked up for that shit. Yeah, no, he no, don't care because no, he's no, not only that. Not only did he not do anything, he like because when the dude when the when when the other dude got killed and he fell on the table, he was looking like he was dead and looking right at DMX because his eyes were still open. Mm-hmm. And, D- and DMX looked and he was just like, yeah, I fucked that up, didn't I? I, st- I started that shit. But look, just picked up his drink, took a long sip, put it back down on the table. He's like, well, might as well just wait for the cops to come because, yeah, <laughs> you know. And so it that like, it, it just it's so weird because like when he finally got out of jail in Atlanta, right? It's supposedly because also this film has so much narration. This movie has so much narration. And. It leads to the um, that old adage, "Show don't tell." Mm-hmm. And and like, but like, there's so much narration. You're just like, why, why? But once again, when you look at the opening credits and you see that like two of the three screenwriters are Nas and Hype Williams, and you're like, okay. <laughs> yep. You're like, yep. All right. So 
So Buns, aka DMX, is still in. He's in Atlanta, right? And he's just shooting basketball at the basket, like at the open park. He's just shooting hoops. And then this other dude walks in. Now the camera is pulled all the way back. It's pulled all the way back. So like DMX looks like an ant on the screen, essentially. And so this other dude comes in. He's just shooting for a while and just making noises. And this goes on for like, you know, 30 seconds. And then like it does a crossfade to, to say that time has lapsed. And so then this guy starts talking to DMX. And, and you can tell it's a completely ADR, ADR scene because the camera's pulled so far back, you can't see anybody's faces, really. OK. And the dude that DMX is talking to is the is the federal guy, Roger, played by uh, Frank Vincent. All right. And, you know, it's Frank Vincent's voice, but you can't see his face. No. OK. So then it cross to them sitting on a park bench and it's still pulled back far enough where you can't really see Frank Vincent's face. But, you know, it's his voice. And it's an ADR. Scene, it's an ADR scene because you really can't see DMX's mouth move too much. And you don't even know how he got to a park bench. Like, you don't know, like, how he's moving around. Right. Like, they really don't. I think they kind of say he got out of jail. Yeah. But they really don't. Right. Like, the end is where it becomes completely. Because they added in a plot, right? Right. You get to the end and they start adding the whole plot of, like, the government is using a drug dealer to kill a black leader. Which I understand what they're going for, you know, COINTELPRO, yeah, uh, all yeah. these type of things we know about. But you put this in in the last twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and 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 like how, yeah, because like, you know, the DEA or CIA agent or whoever tells DMX, you got to get close to the Reverend, okay? And then you he's not even get- a Reverend, but yeah, right. 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 And so you got to get close to this reverend. So that means you got to, like, get undercover. So the, so now DMX starts to read. And because he's starting to read, he is now a wiser man. But he's still got a job to do. But now he's conflicted. Once again, how many stories are we trying to tell in this movie? How many? We even talk about one of the best scenes when Ox fights all of the Jamaican gangsters invade his house and the dance hall queen ninjas in and kills his ass all set like first of all them them showing you the Jamaican assassins yes to um back to life acapella version yeah first of all after, after that movie came out no one wants to hear back to life regular version no, nope. If you don't nope. play that motherfucking acapella when the drums kicking in the last motherfucking measure, nigga, it don't like I don't even know what you doing with your life, cause that was that was the shit. There was so many iconic little like thirty second to two minute long sequences that was yep. instantly burned into your brain. Like this shit is, this is amazing. But then you gotta sit out and watch a scene where like Nas meets smart buns and like excuse me like a coffee shop or some shit yeah and they talk and neither of them make any sense but they're like but you've changed like basically like <laughs> nigga you starting to be like me you reading books and not knowing what the fuck you talking about as he dressed like a- Malcolm X too we can't forget yes. DMX is now 
with the with the with the with the horn rim glasses or whatever with the black glasses and the suit straight looking like Michael Max but now he's also a government assassin that has to kill the new black leader as we get clo- oh yeah this is all happening at the end at like January at like December 31st 1999 somehow we yeah. went from 98 all the way to 99 and this nigga Nas is like I'm going to Africa <laughs> like like yeah. you ain't pick like, a country like, <laughs> yeah like like you know, that's the thing he just says we're going to Africa and I'm just like can you like ex, ex, you know expand on this a bit you know expunge on this like can you you just can't say we're going to Africa where are you going where where are you going are you going to Nambia where are you going can you tell me? You know, I mean, it's just like you just like, you know, this movie, like the dialogue, if I open up the script, it should just say blanket statements because they're just all vague blanket statements, man. Even that speech that Reverend gives at the end when DMX is supposed to assassinate the Reverend. <laughs> Why are you oh, doing man. this, my, Why are you doing this, my brother? Blah, blah, blah. Blah blah, blah 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 you know blah, blah, blah. i swear to god I, 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 I was i was waiting for this dude to say chicago and and all like just all, basically like all the stereotypical things that we've heard for like the last like 30 40 years of our lives okay and it's just i was just like this is ridiculous like all this is ridiculous and they're trying to like tie it in with like the you know with new year's eve and the clock is counting down and dmx only has so much time to kill this dude because you know the the you know frank vincent was like you got to make sure he doesn't give his speech you kill him before he gets on stage and the clock's running down and the reverend's giving the speech to dmx dmx is holding the gun with the silencer sideways and like the camera is zoomed in on, on the silencer and it's shaking and now dmx has internal monologue because narration is a bitch in this movie and and he's trying to make a decision and uh he ends up you know not killing the reverend and you know no one kills dmx and then it's new year's happy new year and then there's a narration there where Nas says, yeah, man, and I, I'm, we're in Africa now, and I can't believe how wonderful it is. Because they ran and, out of money. Because they ran <laughs> I knew that back then. They ran out of money because yep. what they wanted to do was fly to Africa to go to a country. I don't remember which country they planned to. And shoot Nas and Tion and T-Boz in Africa so that when they have that little whole thing, you would see them in Africa seeing like, you know, black people in Africa and, and like the animals and shit, but they had yeah. no money. They had no more money. Yeah, man. And that's the thing. Like, also, this movie has a lot of walking montages. Mm hmm. The group walk montages like the one like I said, the one in the beginning dope as hell yeah if like, you ain't never walk into a club people like once you see this movie you gonna wish you walked to the club like DMX and Nas walking to a club like listen let me let me do a Super Sentai or a Toku book with that kind of opening nobody's doing that yo yo also the AZ cameo is one yes. of the most perfect cameos because first of all his character's a piece of shit 
Because he saw the nigga who stood him up to shoot yeah. his sin and was just like, yo, I'm going to catch you later. And just like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't even warn him. Right, right. I was like, this is, I'm like, yo, that's supposed to be your dude. I know you're trying to protect your baby, AZ, because he had his baby out at the barbershop. I know you're trying to protect the baby. You could have been like, look, man, look out. They're coming. That's all you had to do. That's all you had? Nope. I'm just going to let this dude get shot, but he my boy, though. But then the barber come out with the burner, like, plock, plock, plock. I was like, damn, the, the, the barber got? Oh, she yeah. holding? <laughs> yeah, he holding, too. And then, like, you know, and he takes Nas's gun for him. He's like, I got you. Go, go. And ba- I was waiting for the barber to scream, get to Africa. Get there. Go. <laughs> he instantly went to T.R. was like, we going right now. <laughs> you got shot in the leg. He was like, I don't care. I don't care. We going. Ain't nothing stopping me. You got shot in the leg. It could have hit a major vein. No, I mean, no, we going. We going. And like, I'm just sitting here watching this man. Like, I'm sitting here watching this. I'm for. I guess got my. I got my hand like on my mouth. Like, I'm like, I see what you're trying to do. I, I, I just. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, like through through all of it. Like, there's some like there's some really nice stuff in here. It's just a bad story. It's like, but, it's like now, us and where we at, and how much we've done is like, like storytellers. Uh-huh. It's like it makes me wish I had like all the footage. Yes, and it just recut belly. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly, exactly. Not only that though, but like you know that you know how that new Superfly, the new version of Superfly came out like this year. Yeah. I've it's yet just, to watch it. fake ass belly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Which misses the point of Superfly. Yes. Like, you don't understand the political leanings of Super. The way they made new Superfly shows to me they didn't understand Superfly. No, they didn't. No, and no, no. And it's interesting because the director of new Superfly is Director X, who used to be called Little X, which yes. is Hype Williams, Mentee, and first assistant director on all his shit. So there's a reason why that shit looks like Belly. Mm. Because he's just a little hype. And it's kind of messed up because he's a grown-ass man. I shouldn't call him a little hype. But, yeah. like, if Hype Williams is Batman, he's Nightwing. Okay. <laughs> like, he's so, the direct the direct follower, student of Hype. Okay, so, like, you're kind of telling me that if Hype is, if hype is Teddy Riley... Um, Big X is Dark Child. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. All right. Yeah. 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 That's the way um, it works. But okay. yeah, like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, there was a period in which I was really shitting on Belly. Yeah. And then it was like a couple years back. I just started watching Belly whenever it was on. Uh huh. And it's bad, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. But it's yes, moments yes, of Jesus, genius, and visually, it's so stunning. Oh yeah, moments. Yes, and moments. Yes. Very few black films ever look that good. Right. Like we and also we didn't get oh, a sorry, bad. we didn't get a no. use of color in a film in a black film like that until Moonlight came out. Yeah, because like the thing is, is that there are a lot of heavy uses of reds, blacks, blues, and greens and yellows, which also, you know, helps to establish a mood and tell you a mood. Like with Terrell Hicks's character, a lot of times she's either in a blue room or she's shot in blue. Mm-hmm. 
And it's all that's also supposed to be kind of like a a visual a visual way of saying she's not happy. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And so like that, I mean, it's cool. Can it be heavy handed at times? Yes. Yeah. But but it's cool, though. Like, you know, it's cool. And like, I'm good with that. And like when red is on DMX or like if there's like a filter of darkness over top with with seen with DMX, it's like we have to convey how dark, you know, Buns is. We have to we have to convey that not just in his body language, not just in his voice, not just in his actions, emotions. We have to give a color. We have to give the mood of color behind it, too. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I, I absolutely get it. And, you know, but like there's so many times where the, the movie like or extended music video works and there's like it's times where it just doesn't. And there's times where I'm like, hey, who was your sound, dude? I can't hear nobody. Bruh. Bruh. Yes. That movie works so well silently, though. Yes. Like, I've watched that movie plenty of times muted. Mm-hmm. And you, it, almost, it almost works better muted than it does with the sound on. Yeah. It almost makes more sense if you imagine what they're saying to the action it does actually hear what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, sound, the sound quality is crazy all over the place. Oh, man. Like, the levels the levels are ridiculous, man. The levels are ridiculous. And, like, and that's what drives me crazy, too. And once again, I get it. He only had $3 million. Now, granted, I've seen films that cost less than $3 million that did have action, action sequences, and the films are clean. However, this is, like, his first... <laughs> This was his first foray into a, you know, you know, into a motion picture. You know what I mean? Yeah, his first. Feature. So like, and I, yeah, into a full feature. And I remember reading the Vibe article on this, and how like, you know, basically hype was. I won't say stubborn, but it's just basically like, look, I know what the fuck it is I'm doing, so I'm doing my way and fuck everybody else. You know? And I'm like, yeah, I, I see where I see where those con- where those problems surface. I see where like the issues in the film surface, you know, and it's just and it's weird because like think about all the other musical directors, music video directors that like actually just trained moved over into film or moved into television and have like really stepped up their game. You know, they grew, they stepped up the game. They really have done a lot. Like, you know, perfect example is F. Gary Gray. OK, like F. Gary Gray is out there. F. Gary Gray is also, you know made movies such as The Negotiator, a film which I love and I can't let go, even though, you know, Kevin Spacey is, you know, a bad dude now. But, like, Samuel Jackson's great in it. And that yeah. was, like, one of, that's one of F. Gary Gray's, like, you know, first, you know, forays into film, like, after uh, Friday, you know, af- after Friday. Because, like, F. Gary Gray directed the first Friday. Yeah, he did Friday, he did uh-huh. Set It Off, and then he did Negotiator. Yeah. Right. But he also gave us one of my favorite Fast and the Furious movies, too. Yes. Black was yes. Black Avengers three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so like, you know, you can make the transition. And I think what was so weird for me was that after Belly, it was like it felt to me that like Hollywood was like, he gets no more films ever again. Yeah, man. It was it's <laughs> thinking about that, because I think F. Gary Gray as a music video director, I don't think he, he reached the uh the point of being considered like a, a music video auteur mm-hmm. um, because like after he did the videos he went he went directly into Friday which had that really great script by, by Ice Cube and DJ Pooh 
and into other things so quickly, you almost forgot he did videos. Right. But like to me, hype was in the same class as the Mark Romanex, the Spike Jones and Michelle Gondry's. Mm-hmm. And let's let's be honest, they all had better first films. Yeah. They also didn't write their first films. I don't know, Michelle Gondry might have, but their movies were better. Yeah, they were. And they Pipe were being first had the had the fucked up situation of he put out his first film that had his name on it and it wasn't it's a good as a cult movie but it's not a good movie right it's not it, it, it's not and so but like I'm really surprised that, that he never got another shot because I remember like before Belly dropped like there were rumors that like Hype Williams was going to direct the Fat Albert movie um, that he was like linked to like all these other things and then after Belly dropped all that shit went away well there's some things where I don't know what happened to Hype I only know certain things from what I read okay. remember he directed the Rock the Boat video for Aaliyah and that's also she died coming back from that Yes, he didn't make anything for like years after mm. that. Like he felt, I think he felt some type of guilt or something. Um, but yeah, that messed him up for a while. He just did stuff quietly. Like I think he worked on like some video games and stuff. He didn't come back and direct like anything you, that we know of, like with his name on it, till like the mid two thousands. Mm. He had that good run with uh, um. The Robin Thicke song, Love You yeah. Girl, uh, a couple different Pharrell songs, uh, Kanye West stuff. He did some stuff for Common. He did Cop. He did he did a bunch of stuff. It was all stuff that Kanye or Pharrell was involved in. Yeah. And he also did stuff for Christina Aguilera. Um, you know, and and like I wanna say Pink and maybe a couple other folks too. You know. So it's 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 like it's just it's it's weird that like no one unless he said you know what I don't want to do film it might but be I, that. yeah but I always wanted to see him get a shot or at least I always want to see him back out there I always want to see him something yeah. where it's just like I can know his hand is in it because nothing looks nothing else looks like the way hype Williams stuff looks right right and, it's and probably that's probably one of my biggest influences on my artwork period mm-hmm. nice and then see like and that's why I, I, I said man it the movie has so much like belly has so much potential mm. it has so it has so much potential it has so much potential and like it it falls apart because the narrative is all over the place it's just it's a it's a like you said we like we like we've said it's an extended music video it's nothing but concepts put together yeah you know like it's nothing but concepts put together now but also there's something I thought about when like I saw you know Terrell Hicks and how Alien owned him because people forget this was also during a period of time where R&B was strong okay R&B was very strong and you know but we also had like a lot of you know the ladies were out there doing their own thing too but there was also like during this era is like from like 94 through like 2000 where there were prominent acts, but they were also trying to bring out new acts too and say, no, this is going to be the next big thing. This one's going to be the next big thing. Like, Terrell Hicks was one of those. Because, like, she had an album. I didn't even know uh, she sung. 
Yes, she sung yes. I only knew her from um, movies. Yeah, man, she sung yes. Um, Tanya Blount, um, who like and like it was weird is like a lot of these cats were Sony cats, Sony slash Columbia cats. Um, Tanya Blount, who was in Sister Act two, but then had like one hit song like the year like the year like um, back in like ninety seven or ninety eight I believe. Um, Simone Hines, who was like a Motown act under the Andre Harrell era, which was short lived. Mm. Um, also, uh, Sony's Puff Johnson, who also had like who had a, a brilliant voice, but had the f- the fatal mistake of having the name Puff during the era where Puff Daddy reigned supreme. Yeah. But like, you know, but they were like all in Nicole Ray, you yeah. know, like, you know, there were all these ladies and I'm like, trust me. And there's so many more. There's and so Vita many was in it. Yep. Vita was in it as like. The young chick that Buns was smashing off, cheating on Terrell Hicks' character with. Yeah, was that, like, oh, she was, you know, she was part of, uh, um, shoot, uh, Murder Inc. You know, she's part of that Murder yeah. Inc. crew. Yeah, man. Like, there's a, a cameo by Sean Paul before before we knew who Sean Paul really was. Yeah. You know, but like, it's. Like, like I said, man, like the movie, like there's so much promise. But I will say this, though, man, that scene where like, you know, where once again, we're getting narr- narration by Nas and Nas is like, you know, like Buns is fucking up. And like, I don't know what he's going to do. And I got this car still that I, I'm supposed to get rid of, but I haven't got rid of it yet. And let me go back to the hood and let me go talk to this 12 year old who's still who's, who, you know, who's basically giving up on life and is just slanging in the streets. And it's sitting on this bench. And like Nas tries to give this kid enlightenment. And it is the most empty talk shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Street knowledge, man. That was that was that was some empty ass street knowledge. It fan. was. It was. It was. It's. It's yeah. It's fake deep. It's fake yes. deep. But it looked amazing. Yeah. The yeah, shots of the kids he, smoking and the smoke coming out. He's like, damn, shorty, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And he got the gun. And it's like, you know, the, the big Avery Rex jacket. Like, yes, yes, ooh. yes, yes. Ooh. Yeah, the Avery Rex jackets, the NYC jackets. Mm, bro, that joint, man, the feeling you, bro, the streets, the streets in New York back then, man. You know what I'm saying? As a newcomer to them streets, nigga, that shit was, yeah. man, oh. Yo, that shit just made you want to just drop two hundred on a jacket right there. It's like, yeah. yo, I need to go to the Averex store, man. I need to go get me a jacket, man. I need to go. Yo, you I know what's weird? New pair man. of butters. I need to go get. <laughs> the like, I need to, yo, that was my the shit. Button. <laughs> like, that movie, a look, <laughs> in terms of a look, like, like I, I can't, bro. I can't wait till that shit comes back around. Yeah, and it's gonna come back around. It's going to come back around, man. I just find it weird that, like, we've hit this phase where it is 2018. And if you walk into a Walmart, you get a pair of FUBU tennis shoes for, like, under $20. Hey, man. Hey, yeah. Like, I really don't know how to feel about that. You know what I mean? Because, like, like. There was that, like, it's because it's, it's, it went from being, like, our culture to mainstream culture to then just being, like, a brand to then just being, yo, we know you can't afford these these J's, but, hey, man, you get these FUBUs for $20. You get a pair of these Shaq shoes, not Reebok Shaq shoes, Shaq shoes for $20. Like, that's where it's at now. You, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, I never, I never thought in our lifetime, like, 
the stuff that we came up around would get to that to would get to that level of I don't want to say generic, but generic. Yeah. Well, you know, is, because go ahead. So no, nah, I'm uh, my bad. It's like there's a certain thing about the the era of the um people lionized the golden era so much of quote unquote of hip hop, right? The Renaissance yeah. era as I like to call it, with is the nineties. But don't want to cop up to the sins of that era. The bad the, the mistakes and the influences we have on the current era that make them do the things they do. And one of those is that like money over everything. Yeah. Now you have to think Draymond John and the rest of the the owners of FUBU sold a majority stake in FUBU for the for the payout, for the money. Mm. For the bread. Yeah. You gotta think. Whole Biggs and, and Dame sold Rockaway, even though we know now like Dame ain't really wanna sell it. But you know what okay. I'm saying? Puff sold a majority stake in Sean John to these conglomerates. Mm. So but that was all fitting within the nature of what was being told within the music, which was money over everything, brand over everything. We got to get this money. But if you get the money in the end, what are you giving up? Because now you don't have no brands. You ain't got no equity. What do you own? So then you got a whole time of a generation of people who don't see nothing that black people own shit. And then they go around treating Black Panther like there was never no black movies. There was never no black this or that. Because they ain't had no shit because we sold all our shit. Niggas got big ass houses yeah. and we live next to Dennis's and shit when we rich. <laughs> it's, we live it's next wild. to regular, like, it's, regular it's, niggas, like regular white niggas. We just live next to them when we rich as fuck. It's wild, man. It's just wild. Like, I just, you, you know what I mean? Like, think about it. Let's, let's think about it. FUBU, Carl Kanai, NYC, Averex, WooWare, Rockaware, the Outcast stuff, um, you know, Johnny Blaze. Um, I know I'm missing some other stuff too. Like, cross Colors. Cross um, Colors. Chibi and Cross Colors went through. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. PNB Nation. You know, like, yeah, the, uh, the historical black college clothing. I forgot who made the historical black college clothing. I forgot. I forgot who made those. But like, it was so prevalent, and and like it's just weird how like like I said, man. I never thought I'd see the day where where FUBU would be a Walmart thing. You know what I mean? Because like it used to be like it used to be like man, if you got some FUBU, oh like you came up. Or for a moment, you got some brands like, look, man, I just want to flash just for a moment. I may not have much, but let me shine just for a moment. Let me cop this FUBU. Now yeah. it's just the thing. Yeah, FUBU you know what I mean? popped off in D.C. like that. Oh, really? Nah, okay. because it's too colorful. But them niggas had, like, blue and purple and light green and shit. Like, and, like niggas in D.C. is like, bro, like, you trying to get, get got? Like, niggas in D.C. had, like, five colors. Niggas was wearing black, white, gray, navy blue and like regular blue mm. most part, like all them colors could be still down that niggas wasn't out here wearing bright red shit, niggas wasn't, damn shit wasn't no, no light green ass, lime green FUBU sweatshirt 
it just wasn't our way. Motherfuckers was supporting local shit. And that's cool because, you know, you think about with New York, New York has such a pull that motherfuckers will support that shit all throughout the country. So, like, they already had motherfuckers there, like, rocking it heavy. And then it spread other places. You know, you got LL and shit like that. So, it was cool. It's just nothing that popped off here. I respect FUBU more as an adult than I did as a kid. Because it's like, for us, by us, I didn't really get when I was a kid. Because I live in D.C. Like, again, like, people don't understand. Like, these niggas want Wakanda. Nigga, I already grew up in some shit like that. I don't need a forest bias. Nigga, everything around us was black-owned. Right. So, it's like my my grandfather had a business. Like, everybody had businesses. We all was buying, like, local black-owned brands and, and shit like that. Like, that shit was already instilled. So as an adult now, I know like the reasons why for us bias matters, because nigga, it went away. Yeah. Like, I took that shit for granted. We all took that shit for granted, and some of the problems is that we sold that shit, and what do we get for it? What did the future get for? While we might have got our money as a time period for like those people, what did we get overall for it? Because then, as a mm. vacuum. Yeah, and I think that's why I like Belly because it's a document of a time. Nothing encapsulates 1997 through 1999 for black young black people in America than in the mainstream than Belly, as fucked up and flawed as it is. Oh, and it's immensely fucked up and flawed, immensely. But like I said, man, like it's just. I was watching, like I said, when I just watch it, I just see so much potential, man. I see so much potential. I would honestly, straight up, if I couldn't, like, if, if we could not find, like, all the original film and recut it, mm. like, somebody, man, something like this, I mean, I, I would completely redo, redo this as a graphic novel, fam. Fam, if I ever get some money, I'm buying a rice to belly. Mm. I'm going to turn that shit into comic because we ain't never seen no comic doing some shit that's like in belly. No, no. No, no, never, ever, never, ever. So, so yeah, man, it's like I say, like it just for real, man. Like it always when I think about that movie, it always takes me back to that day. Me and my homie Chris rent. We rented that movie and I was, we was just like, yeah, we got no, man, we got to watch it. Again. No, we got to watch one more. We, you know, we, we being, we're being too harsh. We're being too harsh. No, man, we, we got we to pull back, you know, because like the opportunities were so slim. You know what I mean? Back then, like they were very slim. You know, we, we, you know, social media hadn't become a thing and hadn't really truly become a thing yet. And and the ability to put your works online in order to be seen and create your own form of movement to create your own, like, to you know, basically say, look, I, you know, I got a vision. I got a goal. I'm going to share it with you. Like that was very difficult to do back then. You know, so you had. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So you had to be in a certain area of the country in order to try to pop off. Whereas now you don't really have to be, you know, you don't depend on how far you wish to go. Yeah. So so it's the thing of it's just like that's why like I'm not like I said, the movie, like I said, it's flawed as hell. But at the same time, I'm like, the movie did profit. <laughs> like let's be real it costs three million to make three million plus advertising 
it made nine world made nine overall. So it probably walked away maybe with like like about two hundred fifty thousand dollars in profit. Now that, that that does not include video, because I'm because like listen, I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. Growing up, if I went back home during the holidays, I either saw like people buying belly for like you know five dollars in the five dollar bin, or they had the bootleg copies. But I, I'm oh, pretty you know sure they lost a lot of money through bootleg copies. Oh, they mad mad again. Again, I saw the movie months before it came out. Yeah, and that was on the streets of New York. Yeah, you know it's mad people who saw Belly in New York before that shit hit the theater. Yes, yes. So yeah, man, it just <laughs> it's, it's just one long music video and just, whew, man. It could, like it could just be so much better. It could be so much better. Like if 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 hype just had somebody. Now, Grant, once again, it doesn't matter if if I, I have to remind myself of this. It doesn't matter if hype has somebody to the side be like, listen, how about if you just do this instead? Yo, how about if we just take a little bit of this money and invest in a better sound person? Hey, what are we gonna do about this? But it's kind of like at the same time, it's kind of like the whole um, Rick McCallum, George Lucas. Um, relationship during the prequels, where yeah, the prequels have their flaws. There are a lot of, but there's 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 like a narrative in the prequels that like I do really like, even though it doesn't come off across very well. But Rick McCallum was like, "Yo, George, whatever you want to do, man, it's great. Everything you're doing is great. This is wonderful. This is great. I'm with you. This is one. Hey, that's a great idea. That's a great idea, George. You just keep doing it. You go, George. Yes, I believe in you. You, you know what I mean? And so." So you get what you get. And, you know, so like and that may have been the thing with hype and belly. You know, he just may have had a bunch of yes people. It's like, yeah, man, just ride with it. You know, I just I don't know. But like, God, like, like I said, man, there's so many scenes. I'm like, this is dope. And there's other scenes. I'm like, this is trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, True. you know, it's it's like. It's like when you, especially like when I watch Belly, another movie that I that 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 this that this reminds me of, that um I watch probably once every two years. Um, give me one second because I have to pull up the title. Never die alone. Who's in that? Um, it came out in two thousand four. It's directed by Ernest Dickerson, and it's DMX, David Arquette, an appearance by um by Aisha Tyler and it also has somebody else in it too but it's um it was written by like James Gibson and it was like his first ever it was like his first ever script and um but like it's 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 basically it's about a um it's about a drug a drug kingpin who's played by played by DMX and it was a Fox Searchlight joint and once again because I'm a big Ernest Dickerson fan the film has potential and it's just a hot fucking mess. It is, man. Like that's why I don't even remember it cuz I watched it once. You know what? I'm you know as we're going to wrap this up. But you know what? I'm going to put this out there for the people. I'm going to put out a bold statement. ATL might be the best rap movie ever made. You talking yeah. to Vanity Projects? Yeah, yeah. Even better than Eight Mile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Better than than give Richard that trying. Yes. Um, I think there are other hip hop movies that are great, 
but in terms of like a rap movie that is sold upon like rappers being in it and like a rap video director directing it I think ATL might be the top yeah ATL is real good man like ATL is the classic barbershop movie I've seen that movie in many barbershops over my lifetime and every time I watch it in the barbershop it gets better that was T.I. at the height of his powers but yeah you know it really um, was and, and Big Boy was great oh oh he should play more bad guys um, he really should he really should yes like he's really good at it uh, yes yes but yeah what, what do you want to leave the people uh, about about Belly um like okay two things I'm gonna t- please take Julian's advice and then if you watch it the first time just go ahead and let it play don't try to make sense of the story it's just going to make you angry don't um but like if you watch it watch you know like i said watch the color palettes in this film watch the color palettes um you know like like i said the opening sequence is fantastic that's like seriously i love that opening sequence it's awesome and it sets and it sets the tone for a movie that you don't get (laughs) and and that's what make that's what makes me so fucking mad. It like it it sets it sets the tone for a movie that you don't get, but you see all the potential. But you should watch it once. Like, never watch the sequel. Never. It doesn't exist. If you see it somewhere, I want you to walk away from it. Don't. Don't watch the sequel. Um, but no, like I said, watch the color palettes, watch the opening sequences. And whatever you do, don't try to make sense of it because it's just going to make you upset. And but like the thing is, man, like if you've watched Hype Williams videos, you see the promise in this movie. And like I said, I know it's not great. And this comes from someone like, you know, I make I make excuses for like bad movies. I can't make excuses for this movie at all. It's bad. But if you look at it thematically like a music, like an extended music video, it's all right. It's still got problems. It needed a screenwriter. Yeah, man. Maybe, maybe if things go well, we can get some money together and we can we can make Belly into a TV show because I think it could work as like a if if Get Shorty can work as a TV show. Yes. Then Belly can work as a TV show. Oh, of course. If somebody's gonna listen to this and they're gonna make that shit happen, they'll be like, "Nigga, with my cut though." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Look, man, how many seasons Power been on? Nigga, oh, let's not even. I don't even want to get into that bullshit. This is, the episode is over. God damn, Angela. Oh. Steady, are you ready? Are you ready? What's going on? Tell me what's going on. Cold, fresh air. Feel the melody that's in the air. Oh, yeah. You can listen to Ignorant Bliss. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, any other place that you can listen to podcasts. You can also find this podcast on the Taylor Network of Podcasts. I'd like to give thanks to all the, my patrons on Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E. You can follow me by my name, Julian Lytle, and... IGBL podcast on Twitter for the Inner Bliss podcast. You can also email the show at Inner Bliss podcast at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, or you know, whatever. 
Any likes or shares or reviews on our podcast is deeply appreciated. Also, you can check out the site ignorant-bliss.com.